Welcome back to episode seven of the Zach Scott Show. Today, I'm joined alongside a Ball State baseball player, graduate now, and looking towards a great future in the MLB uh, ahead of him. Uh, it is Ryan Peltier, played at Chaminade Julian in Dayton. We were teammates, classmates, and a good buddy of mine. So grateful to have him on today. Pelt, how are you doing? Doing well. How are you, my man? I am good. Where you, uh, you're in the car, so where are you driving down to right now? I am headed from Lexington to Indianapolis. I'm going to meet up with some uh, some some uh, former teammates of mine for the weekend. Uh, I was just down with my girlfriend. She's heading to Florida this weekend, so I got a little weekend with the boys coming up. Oh, yeah, nice. All right, so getting back with the old teammates in Indianapolis. One of them live over there because, I mean, Ball State's not far from Indy. Yeah, they, they're working over there to – one of them's uh, they're actually there's they're a travel tournament there at Grand Park this weekend. So one's coming down from Michigan and one's uh, working at a uh, complex over there and in, in Indy and coaching a team. So. Oh, shoot. All right. That's sweet. Well, that's going to be a fun weekend. So I got Pelt with us now for episode seven of the Zach Scott show. Appreciate you guys joining us today uh, and we're ready to get into it. Let's get going. All right, Pilt. So it was Chaminade Julian that you decided to go to a private school in downtown Dayton. Um, you know, I ultimately transferred there my senior year and you earned four letters there. Uh, you were first team all conference, all area pick, uh, named teams offensive player of the year and led the team to a state title in 2018. My senior year as well. We, you know, got that awesome ring uh, on the revenge tour. As a junior, you hit 337. Uh, the team that you led went 41 and 13 during the junior and sophomore season. Uh, and you were also a quarterback in football, leading the team to a state championship game and earning all conference honors. So a phenomenal high school career. And you had a ton of leverage coming out of high school. What was that just like growing up in the Dayton area, playing baseball in the Midwest? Usually you see good arms coming out of the Midwest. You do see bats here and there, but what you have is fielding over anything else. So I'm just curious, coming from the Midwest, uh, that mindset of, I can't play baseball every day, but this is what I want. Yeah. Uh, growing up, I played all, all the, all three sports, every sport I could. And, uh, baseball at a younger age was awesome. man. I remember just in the Vandalia community, um, like the Vandalia rec center, like I remember those days, uh, playing there and then like the all-star teams. And then, moving on to the Butler Buckeyes, I mean, those were, those were so much, those days were a lot of fun and you don't really get that a lot of places. Like I think uh, I played on the Butler Buckeyes for about like five years. And, and that was, that was your travel team. Your, your yeah. select travel team. Okay. Yeah. And you know, that was just awesome because we had basically pretty much the same team for uh, like five years straight with the same group of kids out of Vandalia and, I guess that's kind of where I started to like realize like, man, this is awesome. I love this game. And uh, just everything that came with baseball, like the relationships you make um, and just competing every day and, and all that kind of stuff, everything that goes into it, it just made it awesome. And I think the Butler Buckeyes experience when I was younger uh, really got me to the point where I am with baseball. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that was a, a program. So yeah, for those of you who don't know the Butler Buckeyes, I'm sure most of my viewers do, but it is a select uh, baseball team travel. Uh, it was an organization. I don't know if they're still around today, uh, but seriously, one of the most dominant organizations. If you were a kid from Vandalia or Dayton, Ohio area, you wanted to be on this team. 
Uh, it was between them, the Sluggers, Dayton Classics were all right. Uh, I'll throw the Vandalia Stealth in there too. Shout out my Stealth people. But, um, you know, we had some good teams in Vandalia. So, all right, besides travel ball as a kid, then you move into high school and scouting doesn't really come in high school games. It comes in the summer and it comes in prospect camps. But there's a difference between players who are good at those prospect camps and can continue that at the high school level. And that's something that you did batting 337, getting a state championship, all these honors I talked about. When did you realize you had a separation between other players and what did you do differently to get there? Um, I, I think I just played the game the right way. I think I just realized, um, you know, in my younger years of high school or even, or even middle school years, like what I wanted to do was go play division one baseball. And, um, I did like everything I could to, uh, get my skills to that level. Um, physically I was really skinny. I didn't like, I wasn't very physical at all. Um, but I had the skill set. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't worried too much. I knew that the physicality would come, come at some point for me. Um, but going throughout high school was really kind of, it was, it was, it wasn't easy getting recruited. Um, cause I would go to these like showcases and stuff. I didn't go to too many of them. Um, but I wasn't like a showcase kind of player. I wouldn't like flash you with my arm or with my bat during a round of batting practice. I would just like, um, you just had to come gaps. watch me play, play the game. Yeah. Like I, I just, what I showed best was just on the field during a game setting. And, um, like, so that, that's kind of what held me back out of high school and the recruiting process. Cause I didn't have that many opportunities was just the fact that I, I didn't have great numbers and I was kind of like a late bloomer, I guess. Um, so, yeah. I mean, so yeah, you created that separation there as a late bloomer. It, it took a little more time, but then you get to high school and you have one of the better careers out of anybody from the Dayton area that, you know, we've seen come through in our time. I mean, Pelt and I graduated same year. Again, the, the style of play that he has is so impressive. When he says he played the game the right way, that's exactly what got him there as somebody who has seen it first person and, and a lot of people, obviously, from where we're from, have watched it his whole life. But Pelt has been the type of player who, no matter what setting the game's in, he's backing up the pitcher. He's he's the cutoff man. He's got the right things going. He's a team leader. And that's really what you need. And that's always been his energy is even in high school, uh, the state tournament runs and, you know, practices and all that. It was always 100 percent. And it was we're here for one simple reason to win. But as a team, I, I think that's something you do really well is you just lead things in the right way and it's kind of that that captain aura that you carry about yourself yeah I've, I've always been uh you know I like I've always been in like a leadership role on all the teams I've been on so I guess in order to be like a good leader I guess you got to have experience doing it and you got to learn how to do it and uh so in high school like I, I wanted to be that guy and I I became a leader and then moving on to college like it kind of reset because obviously I was like a younger guy. I didn't, you know, want to like speak up and step on any older guys' toes, you know, but I was, I was kind of quieter going into college. And then like, as the years went on, I uh, became a, uh, a leader and I got into that more of that role later in my career and became like the leader on the team. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, well, then that got you an offer and first offer rolls in. Where was it from? Your first offer. Um, it was Ball State. And did you and know, then, right? Uh, oh, and then, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
and then Sinclair said that they would uh, have me on. And then uh, the University of Dayton uh, came in, but they couldn't offer as much as Ball State offered. Um, so it was basically between Ball State and Sinclair. And I ultimately uh, decided Ball State because Coach Maloney had a good plan for me and he thought I could be an impact player um, right away. So that's why I thought, all right, let's just go to college um, right away. Let's go to a four-year and, and get this thing rolling. Well, I think that they got a steal out of that. I, I am curious what made you decide, or I guess, so it was just ultimately that they couldn't match it is what made you decide Ball State over the others. I also wanted to get away from home a little bit. Not, um, not too far, but close enough. Yeah, yeah. And uh, experience something different. And Ball State has a rich tradition in baseball. They and their uh, coach Maloney there. They they win a lot, and uh, ultimately that like that's that should be what every kid looks for when they go to college. Is does the team win? Because uh, there's nothing like that, and and uh, and you don't want to be on a losing team, man. It's it's not that's not fun. Uh, so so uh, as a kid looking to go to college, like you you want to make sure you go to a winning program if you can. Yeah, yeah I think uh, a lot of People would say, well, why not go start at a place where you'll, you know, you'll play even if you're losing, or you could go sit at a place where you're starting, but you know, you're winning. It's like, well, the experience of winning with your best friends and even being a part of that atmosphere is so much more to motivate you to become better than being in an organization that is losing. And you really don't feel as much of a purpose to be like, well, I want to join in on this. Uh, it's, right. it's, you know, unless you're already the star of that team, you, how are you supposed to motivate others, uh, the whole team to try to get on, on page with that and buy in. But that's something that you did well at, at uh, ball state. And I think that they got a steal hundred percent. And matter of fact, they, we know they did, uh, you were a contributor your freshman season, mainly at third, uh, 42 games played. You started 26 of them batted a 222 freshman season, uh, six extra base hits, 12 RBIs. You scored 14 runs and stole three bases. I mean, you had a productive freshman season. Your best game was Notre Dame, uh, March 2nd. So the beginning of the season, uh, two for four home running, you scored twice. So first game of your college career, what's it feel like hitting a knock? Well, uh, my first game of my college career actually came out in Arizona against Stanford. Mm. It was ranked number two. It was, number it was two that tournament. Yeah. Number two tournament. in the country. And that was pretty crazy. Um, you know, I got the nod at DH. I got the nod at DH, and I, I found my coach told me that's I was going to be uh, starting at DH. And on our way out to the field, actually, we were playing at the spring training facility for the Angels, so that was pretty sick. And I ended up going over two, but but it was a hell of an experience either way. Hey, great experience! But I forgot that you guys went out to that tournament before. I remember that we were texting all yeah. about that at the beginning. And you're like, oh wait, I'm starting. And that was awesome yeah. up in the group chat for that. But then you came back from that trip and that was when you guys faced off against Notre Dame in early March. Yeah. We went down to Charleston and played Notre Dame down there. And, uh, and I was able to get my first college hit first college Homer, same game. So it was pretty awesome. Yeah. And what was that feeling? All right. Uh, like it's different when you hit your first high school home run and all the boys are hyped, but you hit your first college home run and all the boys are hyped again, but it's just a different atmosphere. It's more electric. It's against a big school. What's that feeling? What was the atmosphere in the dugout like? It was awesome. Uh, it was so long ago. Yeah, I know. I try to like, <laughs> try to, like remember, but uh, you definitely feel pretty large after you go deep against a power five school, especially as a young little freshman. Uh, so that was, that was a 
that was a big confidence booster. Yeah, and like you said, freshman year, you came in 6'1", 180, and then we saw that jump sophomore year. You went from 180 to 195, and that's about where you sit now is in the 190 mm -hmm. range, and that's 15-pound bulk. Um, your trainer there, how much did you rely on your trainer at Ball State, and, and what kind of things did he put you through to get you up 15 pounds? Uh, I, I think freshman year was just the easiest way to do it. You know, as a freshman, you got – you got the dining halls and the meal swipes to use. And uh, there was, there was some great options on Ball State's campus. So uh, we took advantage of that. And uh, we had the same strength coach. We had a new one this year, but this, this guy was great, man. We, everybody had a great relationship with them. I think that's the most important part is having a good relationship with your strength coach and you know, being, being uh, friendly with them on a personal level. And, and uh, just to make sure that you get the most out of that. Um, and I think I did. He helped me a lot. Um, I'm still like, I still want to get bigger, you know, uh, yeah. I still have some more, uh, some more to do, but he, he definitely helped me out a lot. I mean, yeah. So it's just eating, grinding, repeating. It's doing the same thing every day. And I mean, it paid off for you now and your breakout season was unlike most other college players. It can't, I would personally say it came this season. I mean, you had one of the better seasons in college this year, 15 home runs, um, I mean, you played out of your mind or was it 18 home runs this season? 15, 18 15, doubles. Yeah, 15. yeah. 18 doubles, 15 home runs. I mean, yeah, you played a great season this year, batted 338, your highest batting average. You played all 59 games. You started all 59 and in 2022 was another breakout season. Uh, first ever Mac player. So any player to ever play in the Mac conference, Peltier was the first player to ever win a golden glove for all of college. Now that is something that we can dive into that. I know you remember run me through that. Cause that gives me chills thinking about the fact that one of my boys won a golden glove in college. Yeah. Uh, what's weird about it is I sucked as a defender when I was younger, man, I was, I struggled with it. And then I, I don't know what happened. I guess I figured it out and I found something that made me become better. I guess I, Honestly, like when people ask me, I just say like I kind of like just focus more in practice and try to be perfect in practice. And uh, when when you can do that, um, you can things in the game will become a little bit easier for you. Um, I think that was the case. Um, I kind of just got out of my own head. I think that that, that was the biggest uh, barrier for me to break through as a younger college guy. Um just to get out of my own head, I get out of my own way. And I finally was able to do that. And I was just, uh, was able to show my skill. And uh, I became a, a, a really good defender. Um, and I, as the year went on, we were about like, I remember we were about halfway through it and I hadn't made an error yet. And my teammates were like, dude, like, I bet you don't go the whole year without making one. And I was like, all right. <laughs> And uh, I ended up making a couple, a couple <laughs> throwing errors. But and then like my first baseman, uh, shout out Trent Quartermain. Uh, he 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 uh, picked so many balls for me. I couldn't even tell you how many. Uh, so if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have got that award. Because um, I would have had a lot of more errors, and my fielding percentage wouldn't have been what it was. But he also like kind of put it in my ear, like, "Hey, dude, like you're a." you're one of the best third baseman I've ever seen. And I was like, really? You think so? And I, I started hearing that from other people. And um, 
parents of the, my, like teammates and people who support our program was like commenting on my play at third. And I was like, thank you so much. Like it meant a lot to me and it kind of just gave me even more confidence. And I just was able to figure it out defensively. And uh, it was just a big strength of my game. Yeah. I mean, that glove has always been solid. Some of the smoothest hands I've ever seen, but what it is is just your insight of knowing how to break towards a ball. That's a, a thing that I feel like a lot of younger uh, infielders, especially don't really understand uh, too quickly, but it, breaking down as much time as you can in order to make a play. And I mean, we've seen that multiple times. I, I've seen it from you in person and on TV um, in high school. I know multiple balls that have hit back up behind third base when you were at shortstop where you were able to range over there and make that play over the shoulder. But one play in specific this season tournament play against Kentucky balls popped up back behind third base. You're running down the third base line, sliding player on sports center, top 10. How does that feel? Oh, that was pretty cool. Uh, it was like the first batter of the game in the first inning. Uh, and I just, I knew this pop-up wasn't going too deep and I had a chance to make a break on it. And I kind of sprinted back to the spot and looked over my shoulder and I saw the ball and I kind of just stuck my glove out there and, and just made the play. <laughs> Well, it's and then my nice. Teammate, and then my, then my teammate kind of shoves me to the ground in excitement. That was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, you can find that video on YouTube. Just look up Ryan Peltier, Ball State, first one that pops up. But if we look at uh, Coach Maloney up there at Ball State, who has nothing but great things to say about you, um, read an article where he's just saying the plays that you made are so extraordinary and he hasn't seen a third baseman like you before. Um, and the main thing that he said towards that was somehow the committee has to get highlights of this kid playing. And I feel like they got their hands on a highlight video somewhere and saw what you could do. Um, and that's what a lot of teams have seen in you. So in high school, it was a Texas Rangers scout who made his way over to Chaminade Julian to check you out and see what you were all about. And you had some uh, eyes raised going in towards, you know, coming out of high school and going into college. But now we're done with our college career. We had a phenomenal career, 15 home runs to cap things off, 30 career home runs in total, slugged a 499, batted a career 291, great numbers defensively you played out of your mind teams are interested in you can I get any information on who's been calling who you've been talking to you got an agent yet what are we working on um yeah uh so I have uh, talked to a few teams uh I've filled out a bunch of stuff for um, a handful of teams and I do I am uh, working with an agent who's helping me out throughout the rest of the way here um but it's all kind of a waiting game. It's hard to explain, but um, it's a good spot to be in. It's a little stressful, but it's a it's a good spot to be in, uh, knowing that you'll get a chance. And uh, just I'm hoping just everything goes the way it's supposed to go, and I'm looking forward to it. So run me through the process a little bit then, because, I mean, obviously, as somebody who hasn't been in that position before, I, I'm a little unclear of, what it's like to be uh, a UDFA or the draft is coming up. Do you, is there a chance of getting selected in one of the rounds? Do you find yourself as a free agent? Uh, and, and really what team do you see yourself landing with? Or, or, I mean, you don't have to say exactly where, but if you had a top five of teams that were showing serious interest, if you're able to give me that, I, I'm really curious as to where Ryan Peltier may or may not end up. Uh, I, I would say there is a chance. Uh, there's a good chance that I I am a draft pick, but that's just uh that's just kind of the words I've been hearing. 
the waiting game. It's just kind of a, it's just kind of a waiting game. Wait to see if you get the right the right deal, the right call. Um, everything kind of has to come into come into place. Uh, so it's gonna be a little stressful to kind of see if the right the right thing comes. I get the right phone call, I guess, on that day. Um, so yeah. Well, shoot, we're all rooting for you, and I'm proud of everything that you've done at Ball State uh, and that you're doing going forward. I think, you know, there's nothing but good career ahead of you. And, I mean, I guess going into that now, so expectations going into the draft. Uh, obviously, like I said, we're all praying for you to get drafted, but whether or not you do, you know you'll end up with a club. Um, and then, obviously, that goes into contracts. There's a league minimum, and things can get a little tricky in the minor leagues. So, Really, is that another factor that goes into it is planning on financial security and whatnot uh, following the draft and, and job security? Um, not as much. I'm just thankful that I get to play the game, play baseball, man. Uh, I don't really want to think about the financial part of it. I just want to, you know, focus on just playing the game the right way, getting better. And uh, as a person in my situation, my age, uh, clubs want to see me move, move quicker in an organization because of my age. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and like, it's just, uh, and, and uh, minor leaguers, like there, there's been some changes with pay and everything. And I've talked to some of my former teammates at Ball State who are now in the minors and tell me how it is. Like, it's definitely a grind, but you know, not a lot has to come out of your own pocket nowadays. Um, because like Teams living expenses, those are, those are taken care of. And, you know, minor leaguers are getting a little bit more help nowadays. So um, it makes it a little bit easier to just focus on the game rather than like trying to survive, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the biggest thing in the off season two years ago. Yeah. I, th I think it was around two years ago was uh, the minor leagues coming together for their own player organization. So the MILBPA. Um, the minor league baseball players association and ultimately something that they were able to get done is these younger guys can't just say yes to a contract and then go struggle to live while trying to fight for a baseball career. They need a fair shot if they're good enough to be able to get there. And that would limit a lot of teams to picking up guys with some serious potential. So I'm really, really excited for you going forward, Pelt. I think, uh, I think a club is going to be very lucky to get their hands on you, especially I mean, you're older for the the lower leagues, but you're still young enough and good enough with what you do to be able to make a career out of it. I know that for sure. Shoot, you're cutting out. I appreciate it, brother. It means a lot. Of course, brother. So that leads me into really, I guess, wondering then uh, what the whole agent situation is like then, because I know when you were first entering this, uh, you were telling me about really not looking to take an agent on but once leverage starts coming your way, it can get a little difficult to set your own price point and know how much you're really worth or where people at the same level of you are worth. So, so what's that process of kind of trying to find somebody to figure that out with you? Um, it's a little difficult at first. I wasn't going to go with one because of my, my situation. I don't really have a lot of leverage as a senior. Um, but since this is like kind of like the first time, like I've kind of gone through the draft now, since I've started to hear a little bit more, uh, I was talking to my coach and he had me call up this this guy that has worked with uh, a kid who got picked out of Ball State last year and the kid actually in, in the draft process this year. So I had a conversation with him and he's going to help me out the rest of the 
play and kind of like he just gave me a little bit more information about what to expect. He talked to my my family and um, he's just going to help me out as best as he can to get me the best deal, I guess, or the he's going to kind of talk to the clubs on behalf of me who are interested in me um, just to get me the best deal I can get. Because as a, obviously as a senior and a person in my situation, I'm not going to be like a dude signing for a really high amount of money. Um, so I'm just hoping that he could help me get something decent, I guess. Just so, something figured out enough it, to, to live. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's just helped me get, get to the right spot and just help me out through the whole process, I guess, because it's new to me and it's nice to have somebody there to like walk you through it, I guess. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's all a new thing to, like you said, to yourself and, and a lot of people uh, across the nation and like a lot of young men and getting ready for the draft coming up and free agency. But seriously, we're all, again, we're all rooting for you. And, and we know that your agent will take care of you, that, that struggle of trying to figure out how much you're worth and how much you really could get uh, where you're at with your leverage right now. But we know that it's all going to unfold in the right way. I think the mindset that you have going forward with just, you really care about playing baseball at the end of the day, if that's what you're thinking, then that's the mindset to have. And you just got to continue working forward towards it and uh, getting to become better each and every day. And that's something that uh, we know that you're continuing to do. And I'm just excited to see what you're doing with this whole, uh, this whole career going forward, brother. We're looking forward to it. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Hey, well, thanks for coming on today. It was a good episode. I've really enjoyed talking to you about, you know, just baseball and life and growing up through baseball and all the ins and outs. I mean, it's been a good little conversation, a lot like uh, having Greaser on last week. That was a good one. You two have a very good adult professional mindset. And uh, that's where you see a lot of the separation between people in your two's position and uh, other athletes who are complaining about their knees being blown out. So again, looking forward to seeing where you go. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in to episode seven of the Zach Scott show, joined alongside Ryan Peltier. We will be live back next week. Hopefully it's been a little bit of a, a delay with work and scheduling and all of that fun stuff, but doing my best to cons uh, stay consistent and post these podcasts. I appreciate you guys tuning in once again. Have a great day. Peace. Peace.